Dream Cowboys. Welcome back after a long hiatus to the Westworld Podcast. Today we're just going to be touching base with you, our loyal listeners, and giving you some production updates on what's going on with Season 2 of our favorite show. I'm James. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Westworld Podcast. So if you've been keeping up with Westworld fandom, you know the show has been off the air for several months, and it's going to be off the air for several more months. Westworld is like a Jamba Juice. It might not actually exist, even if you've seen it, like, a bunch of times. You're like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a Jamba Juice once or twice in my life. And then you go back to where they are, and someone's standing there, and they're like, Jamba Juice hasn't been here for 15 years! Except for <laughs> uh, except for Westworld is, uh, has, has been off the air for, for less time than that. But with a current estimated return date of Sunday, October 7th, 2018... And an impending writing writer strike. Who knows? Yeah, there's actually a lot to get to. Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan have been kind of cagey, but they have been doing interviews. They have been saying some stuff. And if they're telling the truth, there's a little bit we can go on. Yeah, absolutely. They just did Paley Fest, and over the last month or so, every like week, they'll come out. Like One more star will come out as... I think it, the first one was Ed Harris, although Ed Harris, we knew, he slipped up, like, during the season, I think. Remember that? When, uh, out of nowhere, it was like, Ed Harris is coming back for season two, and uh, Ed Harris was like, oops, I don't think I was supposed to, oopsie, I didn't, I, I didn't mean it. So, yeah, we, we're going to talk about what we've heard, what people are speculating, and then this looming disaster of a writer's strike, potentially. And uh, the the writer strike. No one just said. I think it would bl- I believe it was at Paley Fest. He said, "quote I don't want a strike. No one wants a strike." And then even so, he implied that he'd vote yes on the strike authorization ballots that the Writers Guild of America will send out next month. Assumably that's May. A vote, and he said, "quote A vote is a part of showing the willingness of the membership to do what it takes." Unquote. Again, the writers are striking, or they might strike, because. TV seasons are getting shorter. They're coming down to 10 episodes, you know, what Westworld is. And with Netflix and with all these streaming services, they still not have not figured out exactly how to properly compensate writers for doing less work when, and especially just because there's so many shows, James. Have you seen how many right. shows there are, James? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like... I feel like the shows that I watch are the big ones, but then there's like 20 other shows that everyone's watching that I have no, no basis for. Like, everyone loves The Americans. I've I've never seen it. I have no idea what it's about. I think it's about spies. I have no idea. I know it's about Russian spies, but also, I've never seen it. Have you? Did you watch The Crown? Uh, the Crown is another big one. Everybody loves. Never seen it. Exactly. It's on Netflix. Exactly. Like there are a bunch that I could just list off to you, and you would go, "Yeah, that's a big one. Probably should watch it." Can't see it. There are a lot of things to watch. That one episode of Rick and Morty that came out for season three that you just keep watching over and over again instead of new things. I keep going back to watch uh, The West Wing to make me feel better about how uh, my life in America is at this current moment. And like you just, you actually just don't start new shows until someone's like, "Hey, have you seen all these?" 8 million shows you're supposed to see? You haven't? Well, then you're adult. 
So obviously, if the if the writer strike does happen, it might portend bad news for Westworld. But I know so little about this issue, and based on what you just described, it sounds like it's probably important and maybe necessary. It's almost definitely going to happen because it's very necessary. I mean, they just they need to basically do this every every time they have the chance to at this point because the media landscape is changing so quickly and the amount that they're paid contractually is just not changing with the times it's not changing with inflation they have to strike almost every time they get the chance to actually get things to change and it sounds like you know no one doesn't want it to happen but he knows it's also very much a uh, a necessary evil But on the same page as that, as a fan of Westworld, you have to kind of ask the question, like, is what happened to Battlestar Galactica going to happen to Westworld? Is what what happened to Heroes and Pushing Daisies going to happen to Westworld? If if you guys don't know, uh, Battlestar Galactica was a show that was going into, had a very strong first season. It was going into a second season that I believe was written, right, James? Hmm. It was written during the writer's strike by by scabs, I guess. Right, by people who crossed the picket line. And then they came back and they shot it, and it was just lackluster. It wasn't as good as the first season was. And then during that same time is when Heroes was, was on uh, NBC, and I don't know if you remember the first... The first season of Heroes happened when I was a yeah, freshman in college, and it was great. It was so good. The first season of Pushing Daisies happened around the same time, too. That show was absolutely amazing. And then right after it, going into their second seasons, like the same thing, uh, the writer's strike hit, and it just decimated both shows. And you know Heroes now. Heroes tried to come back, like Heroes Reborn, but it just was never the same. It didn't have that lightning in a bottle. And so, you know, it's something you have to be concerned about. Right, and you'd like to think, like, oh, it, it won't happen to Westworld. It's such a big, awesome show. Like, no, it, it could happen to any show. Heroes was huge, and the writer's strike brought it down. Heroes was huge, and on NBC. This isn't even an HBO show. And an, and HBO shows are way more fragile than an NBC show. Uh, it's They, they, they want to make it seem like Game of Thrones and Westworld and and Girls and all, and all of these shows are, are untouchable. But, I mean, they all have writers, and, you know, Jonathan and Lisa Joy know what is happening in perpetuity for Westworld, but they still cannot write ten episodes this year, you know? That's a lot. I want to put my trust in the two of them that no matter what happens, they'll make sure that the writing is as good as it was in season one, and if the writer's strike does happen... Let's just hope, you know, I wouldn't mind push it back a couple months and start writing when the strike has finished. Yeah, don't and, don't uh, scab it up. I, you know, hopefully the writers will get whatever they want and the people united will never be defeated. <laughs> you would be a great ultimate leader, James. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about who's coming back. Yeah, so as I said earlier, initially, Ed Harris, I think still during season one, was asked if he was coming back, and he said uh, he said that, you know, he, he was almost definitely coming back. It was the first one that was announced, but at the same time, that was around uh, when it was Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy also said something to the effect of, it looks like we're heading for a time jump 
on season two. So the last, as you believe, let's all, I guess we can set the scene. If you don't recall, <laughs> I think we all recall what, what the end of season one was. But if you don't recall, you know, all of the robots that were in cold storage are coming out of the woods. The man in black gets shot, smiles, understands for the first moment that this is what he's always been looking for. This is the chapter in his life that he's been he's been waiting to come to him, and he's now finally happy. He's now finally fighting a force that, to be reckoned with. Dr. Robert Ford is shot in the back of the head, and surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, he was on the robot side the entire time. Dolores shooting him was his own master plan. Bernard being there was his plan as well. The only person who didn't follow the plan was Maeve at the end, who was supposed to get on the on, on, stay on the train, <laughs> and then she got off the train to try to save her daughter. The first moment of real outside the box thought by Maeve and uh, a robot other than Dolores, who you know she shot Robert Ford, but was that Robert Ford or was that her? We don't exactly no i mean she's a she's definitely evolved but we see ed harris and he's definitely coming back as he said he was who else is coming back james well not all of this has been confirmed but we'll take it for granted of course ed harris is coming back of course evan rachel wood is coming back that has that actually hasn't been confirmed but we don't need it to be Right, it's not been confirmed, perhaps, because the contract negotiation for season two, and this is all, this is all up in the air, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking on my butt. I actually, I don't know, but I mean, I feel like they, they have to say it over time, right? I mean, if we have until October 2018, which might even be pushed back, they want to keep it a fall show for sure, and it might, but it might even be pushed back by a writer strike. They have to, you know, they have to entice us over time. So they can't just tell us everything all at once. We'll probably hear that Dolores slash Evan Rachel Wood is coming back, like, I don't know, months from now. Once we, like, we're all like, oh, gosh, what is happening with Westworld? And then that day they'll tweet it. Also, obviously coming back, Tandy Newton needs to come back. She's got one of the biggest unresolved plot threads. I'd say the biggest. I mean, she is for sure thinking for herself at least a little bit right now. Which was like the, which was the point, and you know, what what is she gonna do? No one even no one even knows, except for you know the people who write it, who might not have a job next month. Right, and and just going down the list of obvious people, James Marsden's coming back. Jeffrey Wright is for sure coming back. Let's not dance around this. But we have some side characters who are confirmed. Jeffrey Wright, by the way, who is in that huge Dell campaign. Did you see that? I haven't. I we don't have Dell commercials in Japan. Okay, well, it's a little weird because he's like playing with robots, and you're and the reason he got the campaign for sure is because he's Bernard, and it's it's a it's a it's a little weird. Sorry, I I got all up in your uh, in in your side characters. <laughs> Armistice is coming back. That's confirmed. Ooh, that's nice with her big old tattoo and kissing the. Remember, remember when she kissed the glass and she's naked and and the redhead guy is just scared. Good stuff. Right, and the season ended with her kind of in peril, and you're wondering what's going to happen to her. It's kind of a spoiler. She's, yeah. she's apparently coming back. Her and badass uh, cowboy. <laughs> what's... I literally... I literally forgot his name. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, 
a badass cowboy? Oh, Logan. No. No, exactly. No, Logan's still on a, <laughs> Logan's on a horse somewhere. Him, that's right. Okay. Him, the other badass cowboy would be Hector then. Yes, Hector. <laughs> that's not good. Gosh, that's not good. Either way, uh, yeah, Logan's on a horse somewhere with Gendry riding onto the side of him, just rowing and rowing. And, uh, but right, Hector and Armistice, both in peril, both with AK-47s in the, in the basement. Who, what's going to happen to them? And thankfully we're, We'll probably find out, because our missus is coming back. Angela, the blonde kind of welcoming host who then ended up into the park during the... The... Uprising? Man, <laughs> yeah, the man the man in black storyline. She made a reappearance. Oh, right. She was she's, part of that cult that uh, was kind of like the final battle. She's confirmed it's coming back, and it's confirmed that she will become a regular on the show. Yeah, she's not just Elon Musk's wife anymore. Everyone was getting so salty last season. Every time she was on screen, they were like, look at what Elon Musk's ex-wife was doing. And everyone's like, can you just call her Tallulah? She's an actress who got a job. Her name is Tallulah Riley, and she's she's a, she's pretty good at this. And yeah, she's coming back full time. So what is she going to do? What's she going to be? I mean, ever she they changed her completely from an intro drone to the person who saw William right at the beginning. To the person William sees near the end, right before he has to fight that Minotaur person. And so, you know, is she going to be part of a cult moving forward? Uh, as we said earlier, w- season two, they've already confirmed, is not going to start right where it left off. It's going to be a jump forward a little bit. So, it's, it could... We have no actual information as to what she's going to be, but she's going to be around. And then our boy... One of the actors on the Westworld who follows us on Twitter, Louis Hertham, is also coming back and will be a series regular for season two. And honestly, I I don't think I'm excited by any of them as much as this, James, because I will always remember that scene in season, season one, episode one, in the pilot, when Louis Hertham went toe-to-toe, naked as the day he was born with Anthony Hopkins and you kind of forgot Anthony Hopkins was there for a moment. You'll I will never forget that because he is an actor I don't even know and he just ripped it apart. And he's been getting he was on Narcos, I believe. Uh he's been getting a lot more work obviously because he's so good, but he's just a side character character actor who really didn't have a large job before this and now he's going to get to spread his wings james which i'm excited about because again like you said he follows us on twitter so makes him the best one and that's basically all we've got to go on you can take your bets on whether or not clementine pennyfeather best name is going to return gosh i hope so we'll see any more of william and logan in their young forms that's true i mean jimmy simpson is a huge star of this show but i mean him and logan are kind of propped up on this past timeline story a past timeline story that jonathan nolan and lisa joy both said like we're probably not going to be getting much into this second season so are we going to get like no jimmy simpson and and no ben barnes for season two but maybe they come back season three or do we get flashbacks are there going to be flashbacks in season two uh, that's something we'll have to keep a track and, and keep an eye on over the next few months. Just basically, because, uh, and the answer will be the day where it's announced if Jimmy Simpson is coming back or not. Because the moment Jimmy Simpson is coming back, you know there has to be flashbacks. Right. 
Or or they make a Jimmy Simpson host and he's in the park for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that one too. That one's super weird and I like that one. Elsie and Stubbs are two more characters we have no idea about. Is Elsie dead? Tiny Shannon Woodward, what they would, uh, back in the day, not anymore, but back in the day, called Budget Ellen Page. I know she's doing mocap work right now for The Last of Us 2. So, I mean, uh, which she is the same size as the, the main female character in in uh, Last of Us. Although, she's still alive. Well, spoiler alert, I don't actually... I'm not going to tell you the end of Last of Us One. You should, you should, you should play it. Either way, uh, she is doing mocap work and she's doing a whole lot of work. But I mean, we never got to see if Elsie was alive or dead at the end of season one, which is now thinking back on it, annoying. No word yet on Felix or Sylvester. Yeah, but they gotta, man. I mean, those two are like the breakout stars of season one, especially because they were part of the storyline that everyone was like hating on, including me, hating on the whole time. <laughs> and, and then Maeve at the end is kind of the best part for like, I don't know, there are a lot of best parts of the of the finale. You know, you could say that it was the beach and it was the Truman Show moment. Uh, you can say that it was the Ford getting shot. You could say that it was a man in black smiling. You could say it was, uh, you know, Bernard watching all of this. But, I mean, the, the part for me that was really the, like the actual coolest part was the stuff underneath and with Armistice and Hector going at it. And then, like, you know, Felix and Sylvester, two little cats... Uh, trying to get they're all just mixed up you know I, I like that they got turned around from a thing that people most most people thought were annoying and to the end where they were like the best duo in the show that they had and we don't know if they're coming back yet yeah you know i even came around on sylvester who like everyone in the world hated him but i, I came around on him and now i like him yeah they're basically they are the comedic traps for the for the show they're the funniest parts remember the uh the part and this is just just get us getting nostalgic about a show remember the part where leonard noms felix character thought he was a robot and started doing the robot a little bit in the finale yeah that was great yes yes it was i i want this podcast to just be us saying remember and then a thing about the show's past and then the other person just goes haha yeah <laughs> remember felix i do remember him remember sylvester hector and lawrence the two outlaws no confirmation on them i mean if we don't get lawrence back who's gonna say the word fuck with the the most reverence i've ever heard lee sizemore and charlotte hale are not confirmed but i almost want to slip them into our first category of people who aren't confirmed but we know they're coming back but eh, it's kind of iffy with them i honestly forgot both of those people existed (laughs) but yeah sure (laughs) i do hope at least uh charlotte hale tessa thompson's character comes back because i quite liked her yeah she has to come back i mean like what's her exact deal with between her and and Ed Harris's Man in Black character, and then Lee Sizemore probably has a few more things to pee on, so you got you got to have him back as well. But many of those human characters we just mentioned were in the final scene where the shit goes down, and so their lives are imperiled, and we're not even apparently going to know what happens to them when the show premieres because we're not starting there. 
No, not at all. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Bernard in that moment like moves his hand like Ford did and they all stopped because he's the new Ford or something like that. Sorry. I'm now now I'm just writing my own fan fiction. So that's the cast. We can move on to some other stuff which we've heard from Jonathan and Lisa. This is a quote from Jonathan Nolan. If the first season was defined by control, the second season is defined by chaos. That's part of what we've come to understand Ford has been planning all along. Ford has set into motion what he thinks is a plan. The nature of that plan is something we explore in the second season. What his intentions are. Are they to let Dolores and the other hosts escape? Are they simply to teach the human guests a lesson? Are are you asking me? <laughs> right. Well, that's yeah. That's up for t- up to you to write, Jonathan Nolan. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, like we like we said, Ford is actually like pro host this whole time. He's he's getting them into fighting shape. He knew Arnold was jumping the gun, and he needed to like increase how much they were suffering all the time, so that they had memories of having a bad day all the time and then they'll be able to survive when they get out in the world perhaps what he believes to be an inevitability of a robot uprising that he created and he's like well it's gonna happen anyway might as well make him smart and this was something that uh we've mentioned a couple times now this is a quote from lisa joy last we saw everyone the hosts had risen up to attack the humans but i'm not so sure we're actually going to see the full slaughter at least not right away You're definitely going to see the aftermath and the effects of what happened. We are definitely not picking up where we left off. Yeah, another quote from them. I think this is uh, Joy said this. I think as with season one, any basic different timelines were rooted in what the characters were going through. At that point, it made sense to do multiple timelines because it showed how Dolores felt and that confusion. Like, I'm in love, but this guy is coming for me only to realize I haven't changed. But so much time has changed and now now he's this. And the timeline thing is in service of landing that point of view of Dolores. So in season two, and this is another quote from Joy. I think we'll experiment in different points of views in different angles, Joy continued. You don't necessarily want to repeat the same thing. So what I gather from that is they're not going to keep doing, they're not going to be doing as much flashbacks, which re- really puts Logan and, and Jimmy Simpson's William up in, into jeopardy. And we really need to hear uh, something about that uh, as soon as possible so we know. Uh, and it looks as though, you know, they're going to be jumping ahead a little bit, not showing us the massacre. And we don't know how many flashbacks we're going to get because from that statement with it, it actually sounds like is they're going to do different points of views. Like this is one character's point of view of of the massacre. And then you get like four episodes later, another character's perspective of the massacre. And it's a whole different thing. And you learn different things because of different perspectives. And either way, they're just they're going to keep experimenting is what they're saying. I can't believe I didn't mention this but anthony hopkins is unconfirmed as to whether or not will happen there's a quote from anthony hopkins saying nobody knows anything i don't know anything i cannot give any answers as i don't know i like how you are i i assume that you didn't hear him say this but you are just guessing he was screaming into a reporter's ear because he's (laughs) old and, and he doesn't know the volume of his voice and he's just getting peeved about the people asking the same i do not know anything no one knows anything 
But that's that's a bummer. I mean, it's not a bummer. I guess he got shot in the head. How's he coming back? In in is he going to be CGI? Is he going to be a CGI Hopkins? I got another quote here from Jonathan Nolan. We will ultimately encounter other worlds. Just when and where remains to be seen. It's wonderful to work with actors that we haven't worked with before. And this allows us to access a lot of Asian actors in the Asian community referencing Samurai World. Right. So in the finale, in the underbelly of the park, we got to see the beginnings of what Samurai World is going to be. Which means uh, that, you know, in these upcoming seasons, we could have uh, our favorite character by the end of the show not not known to us yet, right? I mean... When you watch the first season of Game of Thrones, and you might be on the end of it right now waiting for the next season, thinking to yourself that your favorite character is the Red Viper, who you wouldn't, and, and me personally, I didn't know existed, you know, until four seasons in. So, there's a lot of time with this show, but also the amount of production and the um, the amount of, the length that, that takes the show to make is, is a little concerning, because, you know, the, if they want to do an amount of seasons of this, seven, eight, maybe... It's going to take a very long time, and for the how rich the story is, and and how much we might not even ha- have met our our favorite character yet, it's just uh... <laughs> the end of that's just a bummer because it's just like um, I want it now. Here's an interesting story, according to Jonathan Nolan, users on Reddit discussing Westworld already predicted one of the main twists of season two something that was apparently going to go down in season two episode three and so jonathan nolan has rewritten that twist so that it's not going to happen which is very interesting i almost wish he didn't because i mean of course like so you have to make a decision when you're watching shows these days especially westworld and especially game of thrones especially shows that have large followings like that and that and a lot of the entertainment is based on mystery when you have a show that is like that you're going to have an audience who's trying to figure it out and we talked about this a lot during season one like what is the right way to watch a show is it following and be in and trying to figure out everything while like using the internet as well and and reading what other people think and and kind of being a detective or is it just you know, not reading any of that stuff, not watching the post credit scene like you were, and and just going into the show, not wa- like, untrailered, right? You had never seen anything about it, and you're going to be surprised completely. Which I, you know, there's merit to both of them. Some It depends on what people find fun in. But I mean, I, I don't know if I feel okay with Jonathan Nolan reading something on Reddit and then going, well, we have to change all of this. Like, I, I kind of want the best thing for the story, not the thing that perhaps somebody just picked out of the air on Reddit, and then he's like, well, we can't do that. Well, to your point, George R. R. Martin has stated in the past, he if people predict his future storylines, he does not change it. He has a story in mind, and if it gets predicted, oh, well, he, you know, for him, this is something written in stone already, and he's not just going to change it on a whim. Exactly. You think Tolkien, uh, when he was like, he was writing the end of Return of the King, and someone was like, wait, uh, you you got this, you got this Aragon guy, you can put, he's the king? I I, I think he's the king. And then he's like, you know what? 
Gimli's the king now. <laughs> uh, also, what, Jonathan Nolan is just trolling Reddit, like, <laughs> going around the website looking what people were writing? Yeah, just naked, 3 a.m., 18 beers deep, a, a, a large joint in his mouth. He's like, uh, I, I gotta change all of it. They're, they're predicting everything. <laughs> I don't know why Jonathan Nolan smoking a joint sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty, but it it does. <laughs> oh, what, 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 how could you say that about the Maeve storyline? <laughs> Morty, season nine, Morty Shechuan sauce. Uh, big time stuff. What else we got going on? I mean, what else we have going on is our lives. And I want to I want to touch on it really quick because we haven't been on the air. When's the last time we posted a thing, James? When uh, February? Yeah. So it's been about two and a half months now, and it hasn't been like a slow two and a half months. The reason we haven't been doing a lot of things is because obviously we were waiting for we were waiting for more for more to come out just about news of the show but also because we were getting a little burned out watching one movie a week you would be surprised how hard it is to watch one movie a week when it's something you have to do but um we yeah exactly we haven't put up something since uh one month ago we put up the ridiculous six one uh fell so long ago that i watched that movie yeah and after watching the ridiculous six you really need a, a vacation about four months but we we came back early for you and so we haven't been putting up things, although people are still listening. It's very nice of them. And But we were on hiatus, and during said hiatus, as you know if you were a close listener of the podcast, a loyal listener of the podcast before, I think there's about three of them, uh, Andy and Lauren, and you know, like, I, I, like I literally know their names. Hi, guys. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But like, you know. Speaking of mom, James became a dad in the middle of all of this. Yeah. You have a baby, dude. You know, you got this baby coming and you're like, geez, do do I want to watch Shanghai Noon or do I want to be present for my baby's birth? And, you know, you just got to make that hard choice. Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan, all day, all night, dude. But I think we, we're we going to come back for some more Western Movie Club, aren't we? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we haven't watched The Searchers yet. Like, we haven't we haven't hit a lot of the big ones that we really need to come back. We haven't watched Future World either. And, you know, once we actually know when Season 2 is going to premiere, we'll be able to actually schedule a rewatch because I'm so excited for a rewatch. rewatch. I, I mean, I haven't... We, we I don't want to do two rewatches, I think, right? We might have to, actually. And when it comes down to it, the show's not premiering until 2018. So that is a lot of Western movies to watch between now and then. And we don't want to burn you guys out. R- Ryan, just, I, I we didn't even talk about this beforehand. What do you think about going bi-weekly with the Western movies? I think that's probably a pretty good idea. I mean, I... So so far, every time we put something up, like uh, let's see, our for Unforgiven one, our Ridiculous Six one, they both have like eight hundred listens. Like that's insane. That's why would anyone want to hear us talk about the Ridiculous Six? But I, I, that's fine with me. Every two weeks does sound good to me. And like and like I said before, because in my head, I really want to do a rewatch. You know, the ten weeks before the premiere, right? So that you're you're kind of ramping up to it. But mm-hmm. but I mean, 
if we do that, the rewatch would be in like August, September of 2018. I think we might have to do a rewatch before that too. We might have to do two rewatches, one ramping up and one at least in 2017, perhaps in the fall. You know actually what we should do? We should watch season one a year later than we watched season than we where we watched season one and start it in October. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And hopefully, you know, you guys will join us for that. And we'll almost get like a modicum of what we had last fall going back together, you know? Exactly. And just a quick update on me. I, uh, I, I, my life isn't as dope as James's with a tiny little, little baby boy who's like making noises and doing stuff. And he has a, and, and a wife and everything. I'm running a fire extinguisher company now. So it's basically the same thing. <laughs> And and Ryan has been producing another podcast. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super into Overwatch right now, which is a uh, a sh- video game made by Blizzard and actually has a Westworld connection. James, every what? yeah, so <laughs> I like I I love how how enthused you were. So every there's this map in Overwatch that is played a lot. It's called Hollywood, and there are three points on the map, but point two is this old western town this setting of a western town and they literally call it westworld so every time they get to point to hollywood and overwatch and they call it westworld and then you see the saloon and you see it just looks like an old wet the old westworld set of you know you know er, the set every western was ever has ever been shot on but it is fun so i've been doing that as well you know i have to fill the time i don't have a baby to take care of So yeah, we will be back. Why don't we say we'll be back in two weeks with the latest episode of the Western Movie Club, and we're going to recap and review something. Yeah, something. I mean, at some point, uh, I think the ones coming up probably have to be like Future World slash another large Western movie. It's actually interesting because we got burned out on Western movies a little bit because we learned that we, because we watched all of them in a row, but we kind of learned that a lot of them are the same. It's an old white man, and they took your land, and it's the Indians' fault, and there's shooting, and there's anger, and sometimes, uh, in the worst of them, there's aliens. Right, and then three hours later, they ride off into the sunset. They have to, unless it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, where he doesn't do that because it's an actually good movie. Right, or or if you're the Olsen twins. Uh, How the West Was Fun, everybody. Listen to that podcast, a real barn burner. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. If you've got some thoughts about our production notes on season two, send us a tweet on Twitter. You can find us at Westworld Ryan. And if you want to send us a super long note about it, you can send us an email at thewestworldpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us what you think about what's going to happen in season two. Tell us if you're, you know, concerned about the writer strike coming up. Tell us what you thought about the Paley Fest interviews with the whole cast and Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Tell us what movies you'd like to have us watch in the Western Movie Club or in the in the club moving forward. Yeah, and it's been fun to talk to you guys. I, I right before I said, you know, howdy, Dream Cowboys. I got so excited. Hadn't said it in a little while. Back. To, good to be back in the saddle. Ha! Tweet us That's anything. That's a Western thing, sorry. Oh. <laughs> tweet us anything. There is no tweet so irrelevant or inane that we won't read it. No, I'll read all of it. It'll be dope, dude. So yeah, once again, we'll see you back here in two weeks with a new episode of the Western Movie Club. Thanks for sticking with us. Sticking with us. Yeah, dude. Thanks for sticking with us all this time. We love you. Yeah, I do.
I do love you. I'm James. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Westworld Podcast.